Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, yay, here we go, another episode of the uh, podcast. And uh, this time I have a guest. I haven't had a guest in quite a while. So it's really nice to have a dear friend here as a guest. And uh, my guest is someone we all know and love, Cindy Laura Renard. And in case you maybe are new to A Course in Miracles, you might not be familiar with Cindy. She is a longtime Course in Miracles student. She's an international speaker on the topic of A Course in Miracles, and she's the author of a number of books, including A Course in Health and Well-Being, which has now been published in six languages. And her newly released best-selling books are The Business of Forgiveness, and Heaven is Now. She's working on a new book now, too. And what I know about Cindy is that she has a master's degree in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica, which is a wonderful institution. I know a lot of people that have that degree, and it's uh, added so much to their life. Uh, Cindy is a visionary singer and songwriter, and together, Cindy and her husband, Gary Renard, travel the world teaching A Course in Miracles. They also facilitate two our online classes on the course every month. Cindy uses her knowledge of A Course in Miracles, music and psychology as healing tools to help others awaken from the dream of separation to the higher octaves of life. And Cindy, are you still doing any one-on-one work? Right now, I'm temporarily not doing the one-on-one, but I may come back to that sometime at a later date yeah right now I'm just focusing more on my writing I have another book in the works as you mentioned on relationships so I'm currently working on that and focusing on our online classes which I really really enjoy we have a great group um and that's you know and a few other things but that's keeping me pretty busy right now so I've decided to let go of the one-on-one sessions for now but I have a feeling I'll come back to it at some point. <laughs> yeah. I understand. It's very fulfilling. And it's it's also takes uh, real time and attention and energy. And I am going to say a prayer to kick off our conversation and anchor us in our hearts. So I'm very grateful, as always, to join together with the listeners, joining together with Cindy, and we are rising up. We are grateful and thankful to place our hands on our hearts and open our hearts, open our minds to the wisdom of that higher Holy Spirit self. We are grateful grateful and thankful to open ourselves to a new understanding, a a new understanding of the new heaven and the new earth, the, the holiness that is being revealed for all of us. We are grateful and thankful to come together for the purpose of remembering the truth, valuing the truth, living the truth, and healing 
the mind. We are grateful to share the benefits with all beings. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yeah. Beautiful. So, you know, it, it occurs to me just as I I don't have any pre-planned questions because we've known each other. I, I just did the math, 17 years. We've known each other 17 years. And uh, I met you the same day I met Gary. And then we became friends. Gary moved to uh, LA where you were living, moved in with you. And so we started to get to know each other and hang out together and do different things. So we've uh, had a lot of opportunity to have conversations. And also very importantly, I um, would like to let people know. So we've got six, almost 600 episodes of this podcast. And we, uh, if you're on iTunes, you'll have to also look in the A Course in Miracles archive because uh, iTunes can only hold three, ep 300 episodes in a podcast. But you, Cindy, and you and Gary have been on the show together. Uh, your your mother, your sister, your brother-in-law, a couple of times, the family family shows. So just want to point people to those older episodes, and then I've had you on by yourself. So uh, lots of uh, Laura Renard energy in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely worth listening to. And. But as, as we were coming out of the prayer, the question that popped into my mind is, uh, first I'll say, I think that the time that we're living in right now, this year, 2023, is a time of tremendous shift and change, uh, bringing things to the light. I, I think we could see that everywhere. It's very obvious, even though it seems like there's a lot of turmoil, you know, I, I, when when um, systems that don't work are breaking down, there can be a lot of turmoil. And sometimes that's the way that the new uh, emerges. And this year is numerog numerologically, it's a seven year. Seven is the number of truth in numerology. It's the number of spirit. So that applies to all humanity. And I am feeling the energy of that. And I just wonder what, what do you think is most important for Course in Miracles folks to think about right now, to uh, activate? What, what do you think is most important for people to put their attention on right now? Wow. Yeah, that is a great question because as you said, I think most of us could see by now all of the shifts and changes that are taking place and we feel it. A lot of people are feeling it in different ways, shows up in different forms for people. Um, but I think the most important thing, at least one of the most important things that we can focus on is raising ourselves up to be vigilant only for the truth. As the Course says, be vigilant only for God, especially in these times. That idea can be practiced and applied in your everyday life, regardless of all the shifts and changes going around you, which can seem very discombobulating. It can be, I've seen it in not only in myself, I've experienced shifts occurring within me that weren't always comfortable. Um, so 
my practice has always been to really, really stay focused on the goal. In other words, the direction is freedom. The goal is God. And how I do that and what I recommend is to constantly be as best you can in a state of mindfulness and awareness of when you get triggered, what triggers you and why, and then really move into applying true forgiveness, but really stepping up our game with that, which I think is really necessary in these times, um, which can be really, really anxiety provoking. You know, I've seen it in many people, I've experienced it in myself. So the more we can allow ourselves some balance, go inward a little more, spend more time in our inner world, where it's so easy in these days to keep our attention outside of us mm -hmm. and be so focused on the details of the world. We can't, we tend to forget, or we say we choose to forget that we have this beautiful inner world we can go to and find a quiet center where the truth resides, where the Holy Spirit resides. And you can call upon the Holy Spirit each day I always say the Holy Spirit's your best friend because it knows the truth about you and you can count on the Holy Spirit to be there for you. Um, what helps us get there is really, really practicing, really living the principles of A Course in Miracles. If you're a course student listening, which I'm sure most people probably will be course students, but um, which would really be doing your best, the best to your ability of, of applying true forgiveness to those things that disturb your peace, that trigger you. Um, remembering that the Course says there's no outside. So if there's no outside, then what I am seeing is my own projection. It's a pictorial representation of the contents of my own mind. So I can go back to the cause, which is in my mind, the cause of how I feel, the cause of how I interpret the images that I see is all within me. So that's that's really important, I think, in these times of shift and change to remember. And it also helps you lift yourself up above the battlegrounds. You can live each day more and more from that place above the battleground, which really just means that you're watching as an observer the events, your own life, the events going on around you, but you're watching it with the Holy Spirit or Jesus. Imagine him sitting right beside you, observing without judgment. That's what it means to be above the battleground. You're choosing the miracle when you're above the battleground and reminding yourself that there's another way to look at this. Look at what's happening. Look at another way to look at what's going on in your personal life. And it takes, it takes, willingness it takes persistence it takes motivation to be be willing to apply this every day to whatever comes up that triggers you so that's been my continued practice right uh, through these times it's been very very helpful and some of my own challenges oh so, yeah I don't like to sugarcoat I don't sugarcoat my life yeah. I'm, I'm not a perfect person. You know, I have my stuff too. So, and I have my triggers. So that's what I do though. I do my best to be vigilant 
be vigilant only for God. Really, really practice. Really practice. You know, and get 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 quiet. Have more moments like that. Mm. Or I'm visiting my my inner world. So there's a balance. So for me, I was I. It's very easy to focus on all the the what we call negative stuff going on in the world. It's so easy to get sucked into that. And it can pull us in, and then we start to go down, down, spiral downward, and we don't realize our minds are just wandering and wandering. We just let them wander. And the key is, is to catch that when it happens, to really train the mind to, to catch it when the mind really does start to wander. And you'll know by how you feel which teacher you're choosing right where, where you're coming from you're gonna you'll know how you feel your mood will tell you your feelings will tell you whether you're looking at the images you see with the ego or are you looking at it with the holy spirit and they're two mutually exclusive states of being so you can pay attention to your mood pay attention to your feelings they'll tell you they'll tell you where you are in your mind so I use I use feelings as a gauge all the time, as a meter to determine where I am. And and then I'll know when I have work to do when my classroom's in session. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's I have noticed more and more how many tricks the ego has and its bag of tricks. There's a lot of tricks, and and again, we can get so easily sucked into. Yeah. Making the world very real. Yeah. And what I mean by that, it doesn't mean that we don't have compassion for people or what's happening in the world or for ourselves. But when we make it real, we forget it's a dream. Right. So then we get, then we become the figures in the dream instead of the dreamer of the dream. And when, if we're the figures in the dream, then there's no control. But if we're the dreamer of the dream, we can remember, ah, yes, I'm. I made this. I set this on. I'm the dreamer. I'm the author of my dream. I'm the director. I'm the writer. I'm the producer. So I get to decide who I'm choosing to look at my life with. The images that I see, the world doesn't decide that for me. If, if the world decides that for us, that means the world has all the power. And that's not where the power is, according to A Course in Miracles. The power is in your ability as a mind to choose how you're interpreting and how you're looking and thinking about the world instead of being um, a victim of circumstances that seem mm -hmm. to be outside of your control. Mm -hmm. So all of those things are so important, you know, to keep, to keep practicing no matter what comes up. Listening to you share Cindy, I just, you know, I have even just another reminder of how grateful I am that A Course in Miracles is to me so clear. Jesus makes it so clear how you know whether you're in your right mind or not is how you feel. That's, there's no gray area there. You either feel good or you don't feel good. You feel peaceful or you don't feel peaceful. You're harmonious or you're not harmonious. That's how you know. And when uh, we 
fall into a hole of judgment and opinion and complaining and belief in lack and limitation, we start to feel icky, we start to feel worried, afraid, um, sad, whatever it might be, angry, we start to feel those feelings, uh, then it's just simply to not blame ourselves for falling down because that blaming never helps as Thich Nhat Hanh said, blaming never helps. Instead, if we can find some way to remember to laugh. Oh, oh I want to hold again. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> mental I can be in, in like a nanosecond. Oh my God. You know, all I have to do is see that person's face and I think, ah, so that, you know, that's good. That's I'm, I'm aware that uh, I fell down the hole, but not judging ourselves for falling down the hole. So your, your most recent book that you put out is Heaven Is Now. Um, tell us about why, why that title. Yeah, that title came to me um, without any effort. I, I call, I receive downloads and I just call them downloads, which are points of moments of inspiration where I'm not thinking of it. It just pops in my mind. Mm -hmm. And the title heaven is now just came to me just like that. And I thought, oh, heaven is now. Oh, how perfect. Because all of us here to some degree can feel like we're, we're stuck in the illusion of time, that they're really, that time and space are actually real things. Time and space are illusions. There's no past, there's no future. There's only the eternal moment of now. And I so I wrote this book to really as a reminder for all of us to remember that not only is there only now, there's no past or future and time is an illusion, but that's where all our power is, is right here in this very instant, in this very moment. Our power is not in the past. Our power is not in the future or what appears to be coming in the future. All of our power is right here. And the, this moment extends forever into eternity. So this book elaborates, and the book elaborates on what the kingdom of heaven is. How do you achieve that state? Uh, how to discern the difference between the ego and the Holy Spirit? Um, how the ego likes to trick us into thinking that we're choosing love over fear, we're, we're choosing the Holy Spirit over the ego, when maybe that's just another trick or illusion that keeps us rooted in the dream. I get deep and in, deeper into that about how you can tell the difference about you know where you are in your in your mind and what feels really authentic to you, how you're practicing forgiveness, um, being vigilant for that, for true forgiveness, which I describe in the book um, as the course describes it, which is not the same thing as the world's version of forgiveness. Um, I, I even have some kind of uh, fun stories in there about things that, interesting experiences that I've been through um, with otherworldly beings that I wanted to include because to make the point that we're all one galactic family. 
we're all we all know we're all one but we that if we're all one that must include every form of life you believe to be here but even forms of life maybe that you haven't seen yet all of us uh, are the same we're all the son of god and i've had some very very interesting experiences um, really to make the point that we can let go of judgment of not only humanity as we know it to be, but judgment of, of everything and everyone that comes across the screen of time, whatever your body's eyes are showing you. And it could be beings from other planets. You know, we're all, it's, we're all the sonship and part of the sonship. Mm-hmm. And the more I'm having these experiences with otherworldly beings, I'm just reminded that we're all just, we're all brothers and sisters here on the path home to God. You know, we're all, we're all the same in that respect. So I have some kind of fun, you know, stories about that and there. Can you tell us one now? Uh, yeah. Um, and these appeared to me as these experiences came to me in bed at night, but as actual visions. So I wouldn't call it like a normal dream that we'd think of a dream. It was like I was actually experiencing it in Uh real time. Um, Well, I I was a vision sort of, it's like my third eye kind of opened and I saw um, a large craft, a large UFO in front of me. And as I was looking at it, I started to notice that it was coming at me at a very fast speed. Mm. And I I just didn't know what to do. I just stood there. And in this vision, I got pulled sort of out of the body. I got pulled out of the body and into some kind of uh, space vehicle. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like a space vehicle. And I started flying seem like faster than the speed of light through space in this this like space pod sounds very science sci-fi and like out of a movie but this is this is what my experience was and I was I was going so fast I couldn't open my eyes because I was reluctant to open my eyes because I didn't know where I was going or what I was going to see or what was happening all I knew was there was I sensed beings around me and I asked in my mind who are you and I didn't hear anything back, but I could sense there were other beings. I would call ETs around me. And I just was kept flying and flying and I didn't know where I was going um, until I, one of the experiences was where I landed. I finally landed and I got the guts to open my eyes just a little bit. And I knew that I was not on the earth anymore. I was in a some kind of probably spaceship. It looked like a, a spaceship with large windows with, there was a being standing there that I saw that um, was a Pleiadian. I didn't see her face. It was a beautiful woman, long, dark, beautiful hair, beautiful physique. So she was a humanoid type. Um, and, but she was facing the window, looking out the window of this ship. And I just noticed her and then there was no communication, but I just noticed her. And then um, then that was it. I sort of found myself traveling back 
and then I woke up. And then briefly, I had yet another experience similar to that. But the difference was as I landed, same kind of thing, traveling super fast through this vehicle. And I landed in a room that looked like a chamber of some kind. It's hard to describe, but it was, I was told by spirit that it was, it was a perceptual reality chamber where uh, I was, I'm in a series of exercises to learn their ways of communication, the ETs, because there's more of them coming to the planet at this time. And I'm sure there are quite a few people listening that probably not only have had their own experiences, but maybe uh, might yet to have some of their own experiences because they're coming in now very strongly. And I think uh, I wrote about them in my last two books, a little bit about some of these experiences. And so I think um, I'm in some kind of training program. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've had other two experiences with with seeing the be actual beings in craft looking, peering out at me, uh, peering out at me. And there were about a dozen different beings um, that I saw that looked different. Some were not humanoid at all. There were more reptilian type. Some were humanoid, but just looked different. Some were really short. Some were tall whites, they call them. And they were all in the same spaceship. And I recall waving at them and they they waved back. <laughs> and so I don't know, I, it's just been very, very interesting, uh, but having just more of those kinds of experience of, of contact. So I think they're preparing humanity for the fact that they're gonna be coming more and more. We're, we're already seeing that. Even yeah. the Pentagon is releasing information. But but it's going to happen in the next 10, 15 years, even on a, on a bigger scale. Yes. But again, the, the point being really is there really are, just like we would think of as, as people here on Earth, there are brothers and sisters in space. There are brothers and sisters, and we're all one. And uh, so that's how we can think of them. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think we've ever really talked much about beings from other planets of the <laughs> world on this, of course, Miracles podcast. But I, I could tell you my stories, too. And uh, I think it's important that we realize, yes, it's all the sunship, as you all said. The as yeah. you said. All the sunship. Time for us to go into a break. So I, I will be right back. I'm here with Cindy Laura Renard, and we're talking about A Course in Miracles. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm here with Cindy Laura Renard. We're talking about many things, uh, and most especially her latest book, Heaven Is Now. And uh, just before I ask Cindy a question, I'd like to mention that we have a couple of things coming up you may be interested in. Uh, you, uh, Those of you who are therapists, counselors, Anybody who's working with clients, we have a new class coming up. We had a, um, a version of it last year that was very popular. People really got a lot out of it. In fact, a lot of people are going to repeat it. It's called Heart-Centered Marketing, and it's taught by uh, Lori Gifford, who's one of our spiritual counselors from the Power of Love Ministry. 
And she has learned through her spiritual studies and work with A Course in Miracles a lot about prosperity and how to present oneself from the heart. Because a lot of spiritual students have wonderful gifts and talents to share, and they resist doing the marketing and the promotion necessary because they don't want to be selling and they have this negative idea of it. But it's important right now that the spiritual students of the world who have these wonderful gifts and talents get out there and share them. And to me, that's one of the main impetuses of this Power of Love ministry is to help the people who help the people so that they can don't have to do so much of the admin work and we can really help you have a strategy that you feel good about. So if that is interesting to you, heart-centered marketing, we have an early bird special that ends um, Wednesday, the 26th of uh, April. So that's uh, right now. So check that out. And the class starts in May. Also in May, we have a new program starting. It's a five month program called Change Your Mind About Your Body, applying the teachings of A Course in Miracles to assist you in changing your mind about your body. Course Miracles tells us the number two tools we have for healing the mind, relationships and the body. So we're gonna be focusing on changing our mind about the body for five months with a lot of Course Miracles teachers. We've got Alan Cohen and Cindy Laura Renard, Gary Renard. We have uh, Mark Anthony Lord, Aaron Abke, Karen J. Gardner, John Mundy, David Fishman, Lisa Natoli. I mean, we, we have a lot of Corinne Zupko, a lot of great teachers so that all these teachers Teachers can teach one or two or so classes over the course of the five months. And by the end of the five months, our goal is really that people have um, done a lot of healing at the level of the mind and it's translated to issues about the body. And we, Cindy and I both know for sure that this is a very doable thing and it's time for us to do it. So Spirit gave me this idea last year and we are doing it and I'm very excited about it. So check out all the details on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. More to come soon about that. We have a fantastic early bird special. So jump in and grab that now. All right. That said, I'd like to come back to um, Cindy and, um, well, since we are talking about the body, um, you, in in your, um, the, the kingdom is now, the heaven is now, uh, the kingdom is too, of course. I, I was going to ask you a question about the body and healing pain because you you have a section on that, but um, I also would like to ask you you or, or share with you that um, one of my favorite quotes from Jesus is "Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else is added unto you." So I wonder if you could speak. You mentioned the kingdom at the beginning of the last part of the episode. Um, can you explain what what you mean when you say the kingdom? The kingdom of heaven is the actual experience of the awareness of being God. 
the awareness of perfect love, which is what heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is, is not a place. It's not form of any kind. It's an awareness of perfect love. And this love extends into eternity. This is a, an experience that it can't be described or put into words. So the best we can do is say it's an experience that we will all return to when we awaken from this dream of separation. We'll just realize that we never left the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, um, God being perfect love. We've never left it. We're still there now dreaming that we're here. We're still, we've never left spirit. We're always in that state. So what we're doing here is now we have to go through this. We're sort of appearing to do specific work to awaken to the fact that we've never left. But the kingdom of heaven is nothing more than the awareness of perfect love. There's nothing outside this love. There's no separation within it. It's just completely whole. And we get there by undoing the ego, <laughs> which is this false self that we made up that's just has nothing to do with reality. These bodies that we appear to be in, uh, the world that we appear to live in, the Course says there is no world. That's the central thought the Course attempts to teach us is there's no world. If there's no world, there's no body. But the thing is, because we believe that we're in these bodies, we don't have to deny, right, the body. In other words, we... We still want to take care of it because it's our vehicle <laughs> that we're, we're walking around in. So the course, um, when it says there's no world and no body, it doesn't mean we have to deny our experience here. It just means that we can know that we are first and foremost powerful minds that are experiencing ourselves as a body. And when we start to feel things in the body, like pain, you know, uh, being symptoms of any kind. The thing is, is we're not experiencing pain in the body, although it feels like we are. If there's no body, where's the pain felt? Well, it's in the mind. Uh, huge teaching in the course is about, about this idea. Pain is always, it's, a, it's, it's in the mind, it's a choice. To think what the ego is our teacher is what's painful. And the true cause of all pain, all suffering of any kind is guilt. And one thing I love is Jesus makes it very clear about that. He says, of all the causes you think brought you suffering, brought you pain, guilt was not even among them. We attribute <laughs> the pain to everything else, something outside of us, you know, uh, and the symptoms we feel, it's so real, isn't it? It feels real in the body, that the pain is felt in the body, but it's really felt in the mind. And that because because of this sense of guilt over this belief we've really separated from God. That's a that's a terrible feeling, and it and we felt guilty over that. It, there's there's no cause for guilt, but we made guilt real for ourselves, very real. So now that gets projected. That guilt has to go somewhere, and it gets projected onto the world, onto the body, who we think we are. And the course is teaching us that is has nothing to do with our reality. That we're, we are really are still home in God. And the work though, we still have work to do here. Um, 
the power lies in our decision-making minds to choose now how we're looking at, at pain. The Course says if, if God is real, there's no pain. If pain is real, there's no God. We're always choosing. We're always choosing. So we don't have to feel guilty if we feel pain. That's right. the last thing the Course wants us to think is that, you know, right. we all do, all of us at some point in our lives will feel pain. Yes. Whether it's psychological or physical, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Pain is pain. And in truth, it is all psychological, yet we do can feel it. We can feel it in the body. But when that happens, we want to be very, very compassionate with ourselves, not judge ourselves, not make ourselves feel more guilty for experiencing it. It's part of our classroom we're in right now, you know, to learn that we're not guilty and we can forgive the guilt. We're here to learn to forgive, forgive ourselves, not because we're really guilty or that we really separated from God, but forgiving ourselves just for the belief, you know, that we have dumbed ourselves down. We made ourselves seem so small and little and unworthy. That's, that's a painful thought. It's a painful idea that we are so limited and stuck here in a world of time and space. And it's simply not true. We have all the power. We have, we have all the power that we need right within us to work at the mind level to help make the shift, to choose the miracle, to shift from the ego's version of the story, which is a made-up story about the world and the body, and then shift to reality, what is real, another interpretation, which we can choose, the Holy Spirit. And then at the same time, we don't have to neglect taking care of the body. We want it. We want to take care of it. In fact, we have a choice. Why wouldn't we? Right? We would want it to. You know, we take care of it. Do whatever you can to make it comfortable. That's part of what it means to change your mind about the body. You know, you're not the body, but it doesn't mean you you don't take care of it and do what you can to make it comfortable. Yet you can still practice forgiveness at the mind level, and you can still practice the core basic truths. You know that the course is teaching us you know at the same time so that's is what i've done i've had last year i had a number of things just that were uncomfortable with that happened you know um with the body and, and i really had to work with that so i did my best to work on both levels i worked at this level of the world to help myself be more comfortable whatever way whatever form showed up for me that was helpful and but i always made sure to do the mind work remember that this is happening though in my dream in my mind at the same time i was taking care of the body i remember once i'm still i'm dreaming i'm dreaming that this is uncomfortable for me right now this is part of my script right now but it's still a dream so if it's a dream then i can remember the truth i can remember where i really am always safe at home in god you know there's no guilt the guiltless mind cannot suffer so the key is I, I was practicing being practical because my experience is in the world, but yet really, really reinforcing the, the deeper truths at the mm -hmm. same time. And that's what helped me and continues to help me move through challenging situations. Yes. Yeah, I had the same thing when I hurt my back uh, a, a number of years ago. I 
I was just working with my mind, working with my mind all the time, watching it. And ultimately it was very helpful to me. Um, you know, I have a question for you. It's It's been a point of conversation lately. Uh, there are a number of spiritual teachers and spiritual students who have this belief that the body has its own intelligence. And um, that's not what A Course in Miracles teaches. And yet this is very prevalent among even A Course in Miracles students. If you ask them, do you believe the body has intelligence? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I do. But it's like, oh, really? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what you would say about that. Well, you're right when the, cor the course is teaching something, not to negate other paths or anything like that, but the course is a unique course. It is teaching something quite different. If the course is saying there is no body, so how can the body have intelligence if there's no body? The intelligence is at the mind level. The intelligence comes from thinking with the Holy Spirit. That's that's it being intelligent. Um, when we're thinking with the ego, that's not intelligent. But it's all at the everything is occurring in the mind. The whole world of time and space is in the mind. And that includes what we think of as ourselves, these identities as bodies, that's also in the mind. So, so the mind is the source, the mind is cause, and the world and the body is an effect. It's an effect of thought. So from that viewpoint, the body and the world wouldn't have intelligence because the, that's the central thought the course is teaching us. That's why it makes it such a unique course. It's teaching something totally different than what a lot of people are used to hearing. And again, this is not to negate other paths because wherever people are on their path, they may need that path at that particular point of time. Before I got into the course, I was doing everything, law of attraction. I was doing, um, I was reading all kinds of just different types of books, you know, and that was helpful to me at the time. But for me, what was ultimately helpful was what I was really looking for you know, if it, it found me or I found it, of course, the miracles ended up being my chosen path. And that's what works for me. Um, that's what resonates with me. Um, but yes, that was, that was a longer answer to your question. But the, the course's view is since there's no body or no world, there would be no, the intelligence part would be at the mind level. Because there's only mind, according to the course. There's no world. That's just a made-up concept, a made-up thought. And it's hard to accept that. I realize that that's hard to accept because our experience here tells us something so different. It feels very solid. But look, even scientists say the world isn't solid. Quantum physics says they don't say it in the way the Course says it, but it's like they're saying something's, we're not really supposed to be here. We're not the way... It, we're, we're made up here it's it cancels it atoms cancel each other out there's so science is even coming the quantum physics is coming closer to the place of saying this is an illusion right now so so if it's an illusion um there's no intelligence in the illusion so it's all intelligence is of god and the voice for god of, of the holy spirit when we think like 
the Holy Spirit or think thoughts God would have us think, that's that's true intelligence because you're you're getting in touch with the wisdom, you're getting in touch with true wisdom and your true nature as being part of God, part of that ultimate reality, part of that awareness of perfect oneness we were talking about earlier. And when we're operating from that place in our minds, um, you know, and a couple of wise teachers that Gary and I know, Art and Persa have always said, intelligence without love is nothing. Right. If there's no love behind it, it's not real, real intelligence. There's masks for it here. There's illusions of intelligence. But when there's not love as the foundation, there's, there's really, you don't really have anything of value. To me, love is intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's inseparable from intelligence. It's inseparable. I would totally agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. The yeah. core. The course is, um, you know, this is the thing that Jesus is inviting us in the course, as you well know, to be vigilant only for God and to really accept that, uh, for instance, if we if we have an experience of pain or suffering in the body or something we don't like, oh, we don't like our cellulite, or we don't like our um, warts on our face, or something, you know, that we don't like, we don't like our nose, we don't like whatever, to understand that we've chosen everything, it's not, nothing is happening to us, we are never a victim of the world, which means we cannot be a victim of the body, and so one of the ways that I see people raise up in consciousness is through having a very intense body experience and being able to work at the level of the mind and say, I'm not a victim of my body. Mm -hmm. All of this is to help me become right-minded. Absolutely, agreed. Things that appear to happen with our bodies that feel intense and really difficult challenges can really, really help transform ourselves and our experience and making huge leaps, huge shifts in awakening and awareness, no doubt about that. You know, we can use those challenges that come up, those things we say we don't like about the body, remembering, well, wait a minute, if the body though, coming back though to that idea, if the body's in my mind, well, I can change my mind about how I'm looking at the body. I can change my mind about it, whatever. It's like when you're looking in a mirror, you're looking at a projection, but if you're frowning at the mirror, the mirror is just going to reflect back to you what you're giving it. It's going to frown back. If you're smiling at the mirror, then you're going to see that reflection. Same idea at the mind level, how we're thinking about ourselves if we're, let's say, for example, we are choosing the Holy Spirit's interpretation of what we're seeing or what we're experience, experiencing, <clears throat> if we're, we're choosing the Holy Spirit, we're going to experience ourselves, the world, the body, very differently than if we first chosen the mind, the ego is our teacher. 
if we choose the ego, we're going to have a different experience of ourselves in the world. And it's going to feel more painful and reinforce fear, reinforce the separation, reinforce that this identity is really me. This body I see in the mirror is really me when it's really just part of the illusion. So you're not your image making. We're image makers here. That's not what we really are in reality. So what, what you are, what people are, are so much bigger than we can even fathom here. And so, but if we narrow ourselves down to just the body and the body being our identity, we will feel trapped. We will feel stuck. And we will feel we're mentally replaying a loop over and over again of being dissatisfied with ourselves and the body because we're not going higher. We're limiting ourselves to such littleness, as the Course says, instead of the magnitude and joining with the magnitude of what we really are, perfect spirit, whole, innocent. Your image has nothing to do with who you really are. So that can be worked with. Image, body image issues can be worked with because you have the power of the mind to choose how you're perceiving yourself. What would you rather be? What is your real life? What would you rather be identified with? You know, yourself as this light being, perfect spirit, or as this body that's so limited um, that that does feel like it suffers, that does seem like it dies, uh, which is also an illusion. But what would you rather be? We always have a choice and how we're perceiving ourselves. And again, if there's issues going on with the body and, it, and you are experiencing pain, um, you can remind yourself that that's what you're experiencing is, is mental pain that's being projected onto the body and it feels like it's physical. So again, what we wanna do is have compassion when that happens. And we wanna do what we can to feel, help ourselves feel more comfortable Yes. Be practical. We're not saying just forget it. It's all an illusion. It is an illusion, but doesn't mean you're not practical. You can take care of yourself. If you need to take medicine, take medicine. Magic principles, the course talks about. It's okay to use magic if you need to help the body feel better. But at the same time, you can practice the, what you know. That's right. And remember, it's in your mind and it's your dream and you're really dreaming it. So it's not really you. So this is why the course is actually very practical because it, it's, although it's not about making the world real, it's telling us that it would be an unworthy form of denial to deny your experience here. So it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to, to, to take supplements, it's okay to take medication if, if that's what your guidance is and your, if that's what's helpful to help you heal without fear. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, I think there's a lot of confusion about that. I know a lot of course students who don't refuse to take medication, for example, because they think it's not being course-like or spiritual. And that's level confusion. It's not what the course is saying. It's not what the course is saying. Mm -hmm. It can be a very loving thing if that's, if, if to help yourself again, feel better or heal just know that the cause of healing is always the mind's decision maker makes that decision to be well to be healed it's not the body that does that that heals it's the it's it's the mind that decides 
to heal. And as, and when, as a course student, if you're coming back to that idea, that's all that really matters while you're taking or using some form of magic. But um, it, there's no shame in using magic if you need to. No shame in that. Right. Yeah. So we, we just have a couple minutes left, believe it or not. It's like, what? It happens. Yeah. It goes by so quickly. I, I um, One of the things for uh, many course students is um, where I think people feel a bit discouraged and they don't know who they can talk about it with. And that is Jesus tells us we can learn through joy or we can learn through pain. What can you tell us about learning through joy? Yeah, that's good. Good, good question. Yeah. Well, joy is, quick answer. <laughs> joy is a choice. Um, we can we can be happy learners, and being a happy learner is is learning. Being a happy learner of forgiveness, really grabbing those opportunities that things that do trigger us, and when we work with forgiveness and over and over, if you have to, um, in our daily lives, really applying that. That's part of what it means to have the happy dream. It means to have the happy dream is you're really living the principles the best you can to the best of your ability, really applying it, really practicing it and not settling, settling for yourself as so limited and so little. You are worthy of consistent effort, worthy of consistent effort to, to work and have work with yourself and have compassion for yourself. That's part of walking the path of joy, knowing you're not really here. You're still at home in God, right? Just dreaming that you're here. And that's a happy thought. So that that's that can be very helpful. And the, the times of feeling like you're failing are perfectly normal. Oh, gosh. Who right. doesn't walk around this earth sometimes feeling like, like that? Yeah. So that's part of our experience experiencing ourselves here in a world we're not we're not meant to be perfect here not here um you can learn perfect forgiveness you learn how to forgive very well but we're not expected to be perfect in behavior in regards to behavior here no would you like to share a quote from uh heaven is now yes you know what i do i have my book i have my book here and since we were talking about joy I'd like to read something about, yes, a quote from the course, actually. I'd like to read this from the course. This is a quote. Uh, it says, and this is in the Walking the Path of Joy chapter of my book. Deep within you is everything that is perfect, ready to radiate through you and out into the world. It will cure all sorrow and pain and fear and loss because it will heal the mind that thought these things were real and suffered out of its allegiance to them. You can never be deprived of your perfect holiness because its source goes with you wherever you go. You can never suffer because the source of all joy goes with you wherever you go. You can never be alone because the source of all life goes with you wherever you go. Nothing can destroy your peace of mind because God goes with you wherever you go. Mm. Beautiful. A great reminder for us. 
So I, I just like to remind everybody that uh, Cindy's got three books out. She's got a fourth book coming. Uh, her books are A Course in Health and Well-Being, The Business of Forgiveness, and Heaven is Now. Her website is cindylaura.com. And Cindy, anything else coming up that you'd like to tell people about real quick? Yeah, Gary and I um, have been doing online classes on A Course in Miracles for, this is our fifth year already doing them. We do two, two, out, two, two hour classes every month for a total of four hours on, the, on different themes in the course. And you can find, if you want to be a part of that, a subscriber to that, or there's other, another option to be a part of the classes as well, um, you can go to my website, cindylaura.com under the appearances page and uh, scroll down and you'll find more information on online classes for that. Excellent, beautiful. And again, Cindy's gonna be part of the Change Your Mind About Your Body course. And uh, you can learn more about that, jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And more to come, more to come, more to come. I'm gonna close us out with a prayer. And uh, thanks to Cindy for taking the time today to join with me and with everybody who listens. Thank you. Oh, we are grateful and thankful that the love of God is what we are now and forever, that that intelligence is already pre-installed. We are grateful and thankful to open our awareness to the truth, to the liberation that truth brings. We are grateful to give up any attachments we have to the false and to allow ourselves to recognize that our holiness is intact and our holiness blesses the world. We are a gift and we receive the gifts that are ours to receive this day and every day. We're sharing the benefits with everyone, with all beings, because we're one with them. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Such a joy. Thank you.